Everybody, what's up, everybody? I should ask, what's everybody? I, I know what everybody is. <laughs> I hope I hope you guys are all humans. If you're not, that's okay. You know, shout out to the gamers in the chat. You know, those are not humans, I guess. I mean, not a gamer, maybe you shouldn't say that, but you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But, um, basically, we are here back with season two of the Bubble Club podcast. Clap, clap, clap your hands, you know. Let's be excited for this. Okay, that was. Probably the worst audio there, that clap was probably, it probably peaked, but that's okay. You guys are excited for this new podcast season. I know you are. That's why I'm saying you are, because if you're not, I'm forcing to be right now. So you're excited for this. Um, we have new and improved stuff, like gear, pretty much all around. New transitions, new everything, new segments. It's going to be epic, guys. So you guys will hear about that in the next segment. And then we have Evan here with the first topic. Yo, what is up, everybody? It is awesome to be back on the Bubble Call podcast. I'm so excited to start season two now. Um, so we're going to kick things right off with 3D World and Bowser's Fury because, of course, as you probably know, I love Mario games and it's coming out in less than a week from now or at least less than a week from when you're seeing this. So that is super exciting. And, uh, I'm super hyped for it. I'm not sure about Boom. I'm sure uh, he's a bit excited. I don't know when he's planning to get it. I'm getting it on release day, and I'm going to stream it if you want to check it out over there on my Twitch. Um, But there are a lot of things to talk about. So, of course, we have 3D World, um, which is just a port from the Wii, uh, the Wii U, sorry, uh, which a lot of people have never played because most people don't have a Wii U. Shocker, right? But... (laughs) Uh, so the main game's being ported over with a few added touches, like having a snapshot mode throughout the entirety, and you're also able to add stamps in snapshot mode, stamps that you collect in the game, which is pretty cool. Of course, if you've played the game before, you know that each level, um, except, uh, Mystery Houses and Captain Toad levels and stuff like that, each normal level has a stamp in it. Uh, and you just collect and add it to your collection. So you'll be able to use those in snapshot mode now, which is one really cool thing, I think. Uh, they also have added online to uh, Super Mario 3D World, which is super hype. Uh, you can now play with your friends across the world. Whether or not you want to with the player-to-player servers is a different question. But... <laughs> Uh, it's possible, it's probably better to stick a little more local, play with your friends on the other side of town, who maybe you go to school with, or from your work, or something like that. Uh, so yeah, that that is now a possibility. Multiplayer co-op online in a 3D world on the Switch is going to be awesome. Hopefully the servers aren't terrible, uh, I mean, they won't be using server. They'll be player to player. So hopefully, uh, the connections actually work decently well. But again, we're relying on Nintendo, so we can't ask for yeah. a whole lot. Uh, Let's boom, just hope it's any- not Super Mario Maker Two, like with the online play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Super Mario Maker Two, that was the worst right there. Okay, so I'm gonna give my opinions now. So I think looks pretty good. Like the game overall. 
It's a pretty good game. Like, I played on the Wii U. I actually did one of the few people who did own a Wii U. My family decided, ah, you know what, might as well get it together. Even though I fought, judged by how the advertisers went, I thought you'd be able to pick it up and move it, kind of like what the Switch did. It's probably why we bought it. So we kind of a, probably would not bought it if it, we realized that. But, you know, I played on the Wii U. It's a good game, and it makes a good skits game ported over. Um, Bowser's Fury looks great. I know we didn't munch that much before. Uh, Bowser's Fury. I'm sure everyone will talk about this a bit later. It looks really good, and it's actually a pretty good reason to buy it. Like even for you Wii U owners who own the game on the Wii U and played it before, I would consider getting it about just for the Bowser's Fury. You know, Evan will explain more. And I can I'll share my opinions later on that later. But um, yeah, online play. Also, it's gonna be really nice. Let's just hope it's not another. As I said, Mario Maker Two because Mario Maker Two. Those that thing gives me flashbacks right there. We don't want that. But um. I could have swore the old one had it, but maybe I'm just not remembering everything properly. As I swear they kind of advertised it, but uh, you know I'm a bit spotty. Um, what do you think they're going to do for the gamepad, um, Evan? Because for oh, the old one, you on the other version, right? We you you'd have to use the gamepad, the Wii U gamepad to like light up blocks and stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you think they're going to do with it for that, Evan? Do you think they're going to do like a galaxy approach, maybe yeah. or? Yeah, so considering I'm planning to speedrun the game, that is definitely something that slightly concerns me, not having a gamepad, because slowness. <laughs> um, but there are a few ways they could do that. Of course, the gyro on the Joy-Cons, like, uh, like Boom just said, with Galaxy, uh, the port from uh, the Wii to 3D All-Stars on the Switch... So you used to have to, if you cannot see, you used to have to like point the Wiimote at the sensor bar, right? And then they did the same thing with the Joy-Con where you just like use the gyro. It doesn't actually use a sensor bar, but the gyro and the Joy-Con controls that. Uh, now there's not an actual cursor in this game, um, but that could be useful for like the tilting stuff. They'll definitely have to implement that for that. Um, and then there's also... Like, I don't know how they're going to do the blowing. Uh, they might, like, replace some things with shaking. Like, there are lots of things that they can do with the Joy-Cons and the Pro-Con. Because uh, they have a lot of features. Um, they won't be able to implement everything the same way. Because, obviously, there's no touchpad. So, that's going to be one thing that's going to be interesting. Maybe you actually have, like, a cursor on screen. And that's your touchpad. Um, and then it uses the gyro, just like a Wiimote. So, maybe that's something they try. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. Um, I can say one thing. It won't be quite the same. But um, I was pretty surprised with how uh, Super Mario Galaxy turned out with the gyro. So I do actually have some confidence in Nintendo for this one. For uh, mm -hmm. However yeah, it works I mean, to turn out well. I think I mentioned this idea before on the podcast. But what I really want Nintendo to do is actually make it so that you can... Use a Switch Lite as a controller for your regular Switch. I think that'd be a really cool thing. Just have like the game, like what the fe like some of the features that the um, Wii U, um, what's it called again now? Wii U, the Wii U controller had, you know, the Wii U gamepad. Like that'd be a really good because those, those features were really good on that Wii U gamepad a lot of times. Like there was really cool being able to see different things that like other people can. So I wish that they could maybe consider adding a Switch Lite, like giving that a feature for the Switch Lite to add that as a controller to your Nintendo Switch. Because then you could see status, like for Mario Kart, 
some other games you could probably use it as well. Like I'm not sure anything of any of the bat here, but there's a lot of cool things that you could do with that. And I th- wish they would add that um, just the, uh, an option at least the Switch Lite to be a controller for your regular Switch. It'd give me an incentive to buy one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, it's coming on less than a week, so I guess we'll know soon. There is actually um a fairly big speedrunner in the Mario community. Uh, priceless um has managed to get a hold of the game early with pre-order <laughs> so uh we already um actually know some things about the the game things that have been patched some of the glitches like final level glitches have been patched uh it's we will find out more very soon that's the point anyways um so anyways moving on to bowser's fury uh, which is, there's a lot to unpack with this one. Let's start um, with the fact that uh, we're getting about six hours of playtime to beat Bowser. That's about what they're saying it's going to take, um, which isn't super long. But for an add-on to a port, I think that's pretty good. Um, I was expecting less than that, actually. Uh, I was actually, like like I said, there's one speedrunner who actually has the game. I was on speedrun.com earlier, and there are two categories, 50 cat shines and 100 cat shines, which means we're actually getting quite a lot from this game. Like, when I saw 100 cat shines on there, I was like, wow, this is actually, uh, there's a lot to do in this game. And they're probably not all very long missions, because again, about six hours to beat the game. Maybe you only need, like, 50 cat shines to beat the game. I'm not quite sure. But, uh... It's definitely going to be, uh, I, it's, it's more than I expected for sure, which is pretty cool. Um, and if, if you don't know much about, uh, how Bowser's Fury works, we'll just, uh, dive into that real quick. Uh, basically you're in this open world. So it's a sandbox style game. It uses the Odyssey engine, which is pretty cool. And, uh, you can, uh, you just, it, it has the cat, cat suit and stuff. You run around in the world trying to collect cat shines. Uh, and then once you have... Uh, basically, while you're actually in the middle of doing missions and trying to cap, uh, get cat shines, um, Bowser will come out and uh, come out from his hiding place. And that beca- it becomes like nighttime. It starts to rain. And that's Bowser's Fury. So you have to try to survive Bowser's Fury. You can't stop him until... Uh, you have the requirement, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, and you basically just have to survive until Bowser's Fury ends and you can keep going back to collecting cat shines. Once you have enough cat shines, you're able to unlock the Gigabell, which is in the center of the map, from what I understand. And you use the Gigabell, uh, it, you just become a massive cat Mario and you fight Bowser. And that's how you beat Bowser. So it's a very cool concept, I think. Very unique. Definitely something um, I'd probably pick up even if I'd already played the game before. The base game. 3D World before. Because it sounds really interesting to me. Uh, Definitely intrigues me. They also have a two-player mode. uh, Similar to Odyssey and Galaxies. Where the second player doesn't do as much. Um, But the second player is Bowser Jr. Basically, Mario and Bowser Jr. are working together. Uh, and Bowser Jr. has a paintbrush. Uh, 
so that's kind of like sunshine the paintbrush that creates paintings the uh, the cat shines like shines so people are also drawing some similarities to this game and sunshine which makes a lot of people happy uh i'm sure uh boom what do you think about bowser's fury yeah as i said before i think it looks really good the graphics wise it looks overall really fun but i would consider getting it just because of bowser's fury although i've played the base game before also another thing to add is that it's also on the switch right so like let's say you want the big thing they advertise from the other versions is that you could play as a family. Like, I remember seeing videos like some celebrities, I think from Disney Channel or whatever, playing the game with their friends on like the Wii U, right? With their friend, like their family, right? This will make it a lot easier. Because, for instance, I have a good cousin out pretty far away from me. And I don't guess, I usually doesn't come to where I live, right? I usually go to him where he lives. So I can then bring my Switch with me. We could hook up to his TV and we could play some that game together you know like the, the multiplayer modes look quite chaotic so you know it's good test for our friendship slash cousinship <laughs> i guess because it goes crazy like it's pretty bad in terms of chaoticness i guess you know what i mean but it's still fun and um also online play which would be nice for it as well so a lot of things like this just makes this game will make this game a lot better i think and um i'm excited for it as am i i'm super pumped for this i can't wait for it to come out and it's uh it's gonna be super fun. Uh so next week we uh next podcast we'll give you all the updates, we'll have all the gameplay and everything for you guys. And if you wanna see some content from it real soon, as soon as it comes out, head over to my Twitch channel. Uh and I'll probably get some stuff up on my YouTube as well pretty quickly. Uh so yeah, thank you. Uh thank you for watching this segment. We'll be right back. This is a Bubba podcast. Alright, so let's talk about the changes we made in this new season of the Bubble Club Podcast. Um, so, you know, as you guys know, we took a little bit of a break for this Christmas season, you know, the, the winter break, you know what I mean? So we took a little bit of a break there. And during that time, we've all, I think Evan here has invested into his equipment a little bit, to get it better, me too. So we're hoping that this will help bring a better experience to the podcast a little bit. It's just so you guys enjoy listening to it. It's not like, oh, I'm listening to a Bubble Club podcast, not again, you know what I mean? You guys are happy to hear it. So um, as you can tell, I got a new web camera. So um, before I was using my phone's webcam, which was, uh, it worked, but... Uh, you know, it's not like the best. I think it's better to have an actual webcam. So I have a webcam now. I got a new microphone. So before I was just using like a microphone that was on like my headphones. It wasn't the best. But now this microphone, it's the Gal, it's the Gal, okay, I cannot pronounce it. It's the Elgato Wave 3, if anyone's interested. So you can look at the peripherals of that if you search up on the Elgato website. I'm sure you can find it fine. So I have that new microphone, so I can hopefully get better audio quality now. I have a mic arm. And overall, I just practice my t- speaking a little bit. If like I'm not really showing that right now, I guess. But <laughs> uh, I've been practicing my speech, you know, so I could get that better. And uh, we're hoping this could be a lot of improvements. Evan, what have you made in terms of changes? Yeah, so I'm using the same mic as before, uh, Shure SM58, and I uh, I have a new popper stopper on it instead of the yellow one, which is really ugly. <laughs> And then I have a brand new mic stand, which is really nice. Uh, it moves around pretty well. And it's the uh, Rode PSA-1. 
So that's for audio. Um, I'm using the same webcam. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's about it as far as uh, that goes. But uh, we, of course, updated the overlays. We spent some time working on that. Added uh, the uh, segment transition audio, uh, which is pretty cool, I think. Uh, and hopefully, you know, adding the segment timestamps as well and descriptions and stuff will make it a little bit easier for all of you to find what you're interested in uh, watching. Um, and that that's something we worked on uh, for a while, for sure. Uh, like, we're like, we have to do segments next season. And we talked about it last season, too. So that's the thing now. If you're on Anchor, YouTube, Twitch... I don't know about the other platforms. Um, Boom might know a little bit more about how timestamps might work on there if they're possible. Yeah, so um, as you've heard before, this segment for this, we had a little bit of one of us at the end of each segment will say, you're listening to the Bubble Co. podcast. Stay tuned for more after this little break. And then we'll play some transition audio. And that'll be the transition to the thing. And just like what I said at the beginning, I'll be like, okay, so podcast changes. And I'll just kind of introduce the topic a little bit like that. Um, so I'm not sure how well they'll work out for either like all the, all the other platforms. But you should kind of be able to figure it out on Anchor, at least YouTube and Twitch, as Evan has said. And um, we actually are introducing a new segment as well it's called lightning i think it's called lightning round so we're just going to say some really quick updates about games so this lightning round kind of here uh, you'll kind of figure it out i think uh going into it but basically we're just going to do really quick about um you know about different things like updates about a game or um oh something just something quick so like let's say oh this game is getting released on this like just something really quick like that uh there'll only be like maybe like 30 seconds of a, a news thing it'll just be nice and quick it'll most likely be in the middle of the podcast so if you want just a little bit of a game news and that little bit of time with not much explanation or anything it'll just be boom 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 information nice and quick so that mm -hmm. could be some patch notes for a game it could be many different things but hopefully you guys are like that and we'll actually probably go to that segment after this yeah and uh one of the reasons that we actually decided to do the lightning round was because we had so many like super short topics like really short topics last uh season so we uh decided it'd probably be better to like do some longer segments so like uh you know talking about 3d world or talking about some of the podcast changes like we are now and putting all the short things together to make one lightning round so hopefully you guys are able to find what you're looking for um maybe just watch like boom said the lightning round to get some quick updates anyways that's all i want to say about the lightning round <laughs> Uh, and mm -hmm. yeah, uh, if boom's good, then we'll go to that right now. Yeah. So you're listening to the bubble Go podcast. Um, stay tuned after the short break. Hi, everyone. So we're in the lightning round now. So we're going to be going just through some quick... Uh, I think I explained it in the last segment a little bit. But we're just going to go going through with um, um, I just could not speak there for a little bit. But we're going to go through some quick updates about some games. So it'll be just nice and quick, quickly. 
And um, so let's just get into this right away. So Super Mario World Japan delayed opening. This was the Mario themed theme park. It was supposed to be out on February 4th, but got delayed to like mid-2020, 20, sorry, mid-2021 actually, due to concerns of um, the coronavirus and everything. So Shock versus the World at BlizzCon Online. So pretty much this is going to be an event of Shock, a team from the Overwatch League, will be facing pretty much the whole world in Overwatch to see who will win. Shock's a really good team, and the world... Uh, it's a pretty good Overwatch eventually, you know, so this will be kind of close to watch. Overwatch 2 will not be coming out in twenty twenty-one, which is quite unfortunate for a lot of people, but there will be some news in it for BlizzCon online. So, Overwatch new death map, Kanazaka. This is the first new map since 2019 April. It released just in January 2021. Evan, to you. Okay, so, for the lightning round... We have to talk about Lunar Event in Overwatch. There are new skins out. Uh, uh, so new skins for the Year of the Ox. And uh, Lunar Event Game Modes, which is pretty cool for all those Overwatch fans. Uh, also the Super Mario World uh, Extract... Some, so some members of the Super Mario World community have extracted some of the tracks from the soundtrack. Uh, so before, of course, we only had the... Uh, 32-bit, I think it was, soundtracks from the actual game on the console, but it's been extracted off the cartridges, and they've been uploaded to YouTube, the, like, good-sounding uh, soundtracks, which is really cool. You should go give them a listen if you're interested in Super Mario World. They sound really great. Uh, and a number of people uh, are planning on doing a uh, solo 1545, which, for anyone who doesn't know what that is... It's basically the 602, the uh, Rare Worth 301%, and the Sprechvecta all in one run. It's normally a relay race with a bunch of top runners of all those categories, but some runners are uh, thinking about attempting to do it uh, solo. It takes about 15, uh, 50 hours total, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that unfolds. And if you want to stay up to date on that, you can probably check the Multi Mario Discord server. And that's it for this lightning round. We'll be right back after the break. This is the Bubba Call Podcast. Alright, so we're going to be talking about the GameStop stock. Now, you guys may have heard about this a little bit, but basically, users on the Reddit form, r slash WallStreetBets, which is quite a funny uh, Reddit subreddit. I've actually been on there a bit before. Like, they're really, they're really funny, because these guys really don't care about anything. Like, they'll go bet their whole life savings on some Wall Street thing, which will most likely not even <laughs> sustain them in the future, and they'll lose all that money, which is what makes them the real giga-chads of the internet. Like, they just don't care. They'll go straight for the Wall Street bets. you know what I mean? But basically, there's one user on there. I'm not going to say his name as it's not the most uh, PG uh, username. But um, this guy, he realized that GameStop stock was the most shorted stock in the world. 
So this was really shorted. So basically, I'm going to explain how this works. So basically, when someone thinks that stock will get down, they can short a stock. So basically, they will go rent a stock from somebody who owns it for real. So they'll be like, oh, I'm going to take, let's say my phone, for example. That's a nice, easy object. So they'll take the phone and and they'll just rent it for a little bit. So then, so then they'll rent it and they'll be like, oh, okay, I can sell this phone for 10 bucks. So then they'll do that right away, right? So now the phone's gone, right? Out of the picture, not there. So after that for a little bit, right? They will then be like, okay, it's been uh, it's been about a month now. And the guys, you know, he's wanting his stock. Because he only rented the stock for a month. So they have to give it back eventually. They have to give back the stock. They only rented the stock. They don't own the stock. So let's say now they have to buy it back for 5 bucks. So they sold it for 10 bucks. So now they have to buy it back for 5 bucks since their stock went down. So then they buy it back from someone else for 10 bucks. 5 bucks. Sorry, not 10 bucks. And then they will give it back. So then they would have profited $5 there, if that makes any sense at all. It's a lot more complex than that, but basically, this Reddit user found, realized, this is the biggest, like, this is getting stock, like, this stock is getting shorted more than stocks available on the market. It was, like, 102.5% of it was getting shorted. That means people who were shorting stocks were shorting that stock themselves. So, it, it went crazy. That means it was getting rented by a renter, which is, like... Just kind of mind-boggling there. So basically, if enough people own all of this, right, they can just keep these stocks and not sell them. And they will have to buy it back eventually, right? So they'll be like, okay, let me buy the stock back, let me buy the stock back. And they'll be like, no, no, I'm not going to sell it to you. So but eventually, like, let's say a thousand bucks, they'd be like, okay, fine. With a thousand bucks, I will give you back the stock. So then they would have to buy that stock for a thousand bucks so that they wouldn't get in trouble with the other guy. So they would buy that stock for a thousand bucks and give it back to the other guy. So basically, this would make it really easy for the, a lot for a lot of few people who own it and right and they don't sell that stock at all eventually they're gonna have to buy back no not they're like no not gonna sell not gonna sell not gonna sell eventually they'll be like okay fine i'll sell that like a thousand bucks let's say which they'll have to do eventually right so this is what happens and this made this stock go through the roof let's just say that it, it got really crazy there i think it got worth more than apple stock at some point Actually, I'm going to check that real quick right now. Apple stock. And, but basically, it was really crazy. Like, it got really high. Yep, it went higher than Apple stock. It got really high, really fast, really crazy. With a lot of people, like, not selling or anything, right? So, and, that and makes any sense at all. simple terms, for anyone who's having trouble following that, basically, that means people found out about this on the subreddit and they all started investing in it so a ton of people from all over the world invested in this one stock which caused it to rise a ton and no one was selling it which is why yeah, it rose this, so much this subreddit right they, they've been so they're still posting they're like don't worry about the profits but sending the message now there's like a lot of people like this one guy he's over he's like two million like the guy who started he's like a two million like he's a millionaire now like this guy's rich now and um a lot of people are like, still don't sell it, still hold it. It's not about the profit anymore, it's about the message. Which I just think, uh, I would think, I'd take the profit by now, because it's probably not going to stay up. But basically, a lot of people started on this, right? There was, I think there was around 2 million people who were subscribed to the subreddit. And um, after it started happening, some news cycles started going up. Some more people like, were already on Reddit, or some people just got Reddit for it, subscribed. So I think it went from 2 million to like 3 million on the last like two weeks, which is crazy growth. Everyone's getting on this drink. It's like everybody on the internet wants to be like, oh, I made Wall Street lose all of their money. Like, this is great. You know what I mean? Like, if they're just people in their mom's basements, most likely, like me and Evan here, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> sorry, me and Evan, but <laughs> you know, but they really want to um, be able to, you know, make as much money and you know, show a message, even though there's people in their mom's basement, you know, investing all the money they can. You know, it's like their grandma's life savings and all that stuff. But basically, a lot of them made a lot of money and it was a whole fiasco and it's still doing pretty good at you, the stock, I think. So, uh, what do you think about this, Evan? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> a bit of my take on this. Um, it was pretty crazy, actually, what started happening. And like Boom said, I'm aware of a number of uh, people who have just put all their money in, not all their money in, but a fair amount, and they're not going to take it out. They're like, okay, I'm putting this amount in. I don't need this money, but I want to use it to send the message. So there are a lot of people who, there are some people who are just going all in, putting all their money in, and then they're like, it's to send a message. Don't do that, because you do need money. <laughs> so that's kind of what Boom was talking about. <laughs> but uh, there are, yeah. are also people who just like want to send the message who are, you know, putting in like a little bit of money. Uh, just a bit they don't need and cumulatively it puts the stock up a ton and it's basically I mean it's people from all over the world really um but definitely Americans are heavily involved in this uh <laughs> you know it's them sending a message to uh the uh to Wall Street all the uh, elites who have been um you know, winning in the stock market every time over and over for years and years, right? Mm -hmm. So they're they're trying to say, hey, well, we we can do if you're gonna do that, then we can do that too. So, you know, it's like a bunch of these elites are losing a ton of money that they've been gaining through the stock market for so long, and uh, you know, people are uh, trying to uh, combat that. That's uh, that's really my take on it, and it's mm -hmm. it's quite complicated to say the least but uh it's um and, and it would be a good investment if it keeps going up as long as you do eventually sell but if you are planning to just leave it in there and not take it out some more of the elites lose some of their money that they've been gaining by you know rigging the stock market for a long time then uh don't put all your money in because it's you need it to uh to eat and to have a house and you know stuff like that so i'd recommend keeping your money <laughs> don't be uh don't get too crazy with all of this but it's definitely uh it's definitely an interesting uh development and uh i don't know i think main street's gonna come out on top with this one what do you think boom yeah, I mean, as you were saying earlier, uh, a lot of people are just putting their money in there thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to lose it. That's actually a really good investing kit now. Like, I'm just going to, I'm not the best investor. Like, don't, I'm like, I'm not professional. So don't be like, oh, boom, said this. It's unqualified on the internet. God, do it, he said. <laughs> I'm not the most into the stock market, but a lot of the advice that I have heard from professionals and stuff, they did say, pretty much any money you're going to invest, just pretend you lost that right away. Because it's really risky, a lot of the stuff. Like, so you just got to pretend once you have that money, lose it like right out there pretending you don't have any money left from that anymore so you don't go too crazy in terms of spending it and all that stuff so i do think wall street will win eventually especially since there's a few companies that actually stop letting like people sell it on their platforms yeah or slash buying it on their yes, platforms we need to talk about so Robin some people Hood after this yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> but yeah as evan said it was robin hood that's the main one a few other ones were doing it too i think but they weren't as big but basically um, some there's been like lawsuits. It's been a really crazy thing, but um, 
a lot of people are also doing it just because they we're even mad at Wall Street for like you know abusing the spot market. Like I'm fine with it, you know, as long as everyone's allowed to do it. I guess you know what I mean. Like it's supposed to be kind of wild like that. Yeah, yeah. But, like um, I'm fine with the way the stock market works as long as it's like level ground for everyone and no one has the advantage, right? Yeah, but basically, as I was trying to say, um, uh, what's the not what I'm looking for now? But basically, um. A lot of people felt like it was not the best, like, not the nicest thing to be assuming these companies are going to fail. Like, a lot of failing, like, companies, like, it's not really the best idea to be, like, it's not, they didn't feel like it was nice for Wall Street to be, like, mm -hmm. profiting so much off these failing companies, you know what I mean? Like, you felt like, they felt like you should invest in stuff that you should be investing in. Like, personally, I would not invest in GameStop. I think I was thinking about investing some. I joked to Evan a while ago saying, invest in all your money in GameStop now. Which hopefully he didn't do. I wasn't serious advice, Evan. Tell you that now. That. <laughs> Good job, Evan. Good job. You're being responsible with your money. But it's honestly pretty funny to, you know, just sometimes cause stuff like this just to destroy the stock market for a few weeks and then live your life, you know? Yeah, and but, another um, thing like that might help people if I put in simpler terms real quick here. I'll let you keep going in a second, Boom. Um, so basically what Boom was saying at the beginning, the uh, elites on Wall Street were betting that GameStop would go out of business, that they'd go bankrupt and everything. So just so you know, like that's why he's talking about how it's not nice that they're trying to put these companies out of business mm -hmm. to make more money for themselves. Yeah, so it's not necessarily them going out of business, but it's more that you feel like their stock was overvalued. When you think a stock is undervalued, undervalued, so like let's say you're like, oh, that Apple shouldn't be costing 170, 36. This is a big company, it should be costing more than that. That you'd be thinking, oh, that's an underrated stock, right? So then you'd want to buy that stock because you'd hope it would increase in value, right? So base that's the way how stocks work, right? But they're basically thinking that these stocks they're overvalued. Which is, I don't think it was true. I think 8 bucks for a GameStop stock was pretty fair, I guess. You know what I mean? I think that's what it was before this stuff happened. But, um, that's why a lot of people were not happy about um, doing that. Especially since a lot of people have some good memories in the past about GameStop as a kid. Like, I know me, I love just looking at the store for, like, the windows at the mall and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I honestly had an exception with that. But a lot of people also had really bad opinions with, like, GameStop 2 because they were, like, Oh, a new Switch into my Odyssey? I'll give you 50 cents for that in sale. And it's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird company in terms of that. There's a lot of love-hate relationship with it. But, you know, some people have issues. Plus, a lot of people don't like rich people. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I want to quickly talk about the Robinhood uh, trading app, which is for for trading stocks and everything. What happened is, and this is like an app that most people use for trading stocks. So this was like a really big deal when it happened. Uh, so this the GameStop stock was going up a ton, right? Uh, and then overnight, I believe it was, Robinhood actually banned the buying of GameStop's stock. And then they still allowed you to sell it. And they claimed this was so that no one would lose their money and make poor investments, which is reasonable. But let's be honest, most people knew what they were doing. There are some dumb people who just put all their money in. Um, and I'm not saying you should do that. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. But that's not what's happening with most people. See, so like that, you have Robinhood, who's 
now stopping people from buying the stock and that caused the stock to lower because people started selling because they didn't want to lose their money. So the the app actually um the app actually caused like uh some uh What's the word I'm looking for? It changed the way the stock market was going, I guess. They, they yeah, it lowered it lowered the stock quite a bit. Yeah, it was a dramatic stop. And that was helped. because of Robin Hood's influence, because they are able to control who does that. Uh, and then, look, without getting too political here or anything, there were a number of like politicians from both sides who were angry with this. So this is like definitely a thing that people uh, were uh, like. <laughs> All over the, all over America, even all over the world, were uh, quite angry about. Uh, so, yeah, that's another thing to consider. Uh, so, if you had Robinhood, you just couldn't buy the stock at all. You could buy it on other platforms, but Robinhood was one most people used, and a lot of people who wanted to invest never got the chance. And at that point, GameStop stock was at like four hundred dollars, I think, which is extremely um... high. Yeah, so he, he peaked at around 350, but it was at one of the highest oh, okay. points. There was a huge drop-off. But Robinhood actually, I think it was in the last week, they actually decided, you know what, we'll let people buy it again, you know? Because, like, the issue is that they said the reason was that people didn't lose money. When they banned that, they made people lose money anyways. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so, a lot of people the... were not willing to sell anyways. <laughs> yeah, it was... So, you know, no matter what, like, a lot of people are like, oh, frick, they time to sell. So, and there was less demand for buy as well because of that thing, right? That was me, the simple people, like, the average people, they'll use apps. Like, they don't go, they don't, a lot of people don't want to go to, like, well, um, financial things to get buy stocks. They just want to be using that nice and simple, right? So, um, but basically, they used it and, um, it didn't, you know, it took the stock down a bit. But after, they actually unbanned it. And when they, un like, unbanned the uh, buying of it. It rose a lot really fast. Like, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. It went back to much its peak again. So, it's an interesting situation. I know people, as Evan said, there was politicians both sides that were unhappy with this decision. I think there was even politicians who were happy with this decision. Like, it's something that weren't there, there were few, for both sides. You know, a few but, that were um, on the top 1.1%, you know. <laughs> there's probably some who actually owned stock in them and were like, you know, actually shorted them because there's a lot of politicians mm -hmm. that day. Yeah. They're trying to get political here. There are a lot of politicians who do own, and they do invest, and they actually own like shares in companies, which is an interesting thing. But I'm not going yeah, to say anything other than that. Yeah, it was interesting because they had like <laughs> top uh, Republicans on Twitter, like Ted Cruz, and top Democrats like AOC, and they were like agreeing on it. So it's it was definitely strange. Yeah, and Republicans agree. You guys should know this. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's not something we're used to. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's not get let's, let's get trade in politics. But it was a whole fiasco. Um, but yeah, I think that. Do you have anything else to add, Evan, about this? Um, that's about it. It's just uh, very interesting to me. I think actually Robin Hood was really worried about getting in trouble, so that's sort of like yeah, you uh, you can buy again. But uh, you know, <laughs> other than that. Uh, <laughs> I, that's all I have to say about this. It's definitely interesting, and we're probably going to keep monitoring it, and we'll probably give you an update on it next podcast, maybe? Yeah, it's already dying down a little bit, like the hype already. And a lot of people are on the Wall mm -hmm. Street bets. There's a whole bunch of them now, because Reddit at one point had like kind of cut off Wall Street bets a little bit too, just because all the influx was causing issues with their servers. Right. So now there's a whole bunch of different Wall Street bets. There's Wall Street bets, new, all these different ones. But um, basically... 
it's starting to go down, but now people are on the podcast like, it's not the, the profit anymore, it's about the message, which a lot of people are making memes of being like, these guys are clowns, just take the profit and leave. <laughs> like, it's time to stop this now, you know? Yeah, and, <laughs> you're and lose another all your money. Thing, like, I, I forgot to say this, but they did this with more than just the GameStop stock. They did it with, like, AMC and some other companies that mm -hmm. uh, were being betted against in uh, Wall Street. So, uh, GameStop's had the most effect but <laughs> it's pretty crazy yeah for sure like they've been doing a whole bunch of different companies bed bath like and beyond i think was one of them but yeah it's been a really interesting situation and um if you're feeling like i think blockbuster i think tweeted out from their last location was like at reddit do your thing you know so maybe blockbuster yeah. <laughs> will see a rise up again but um i think this is all we have to say so in the segment here um you're listening to the bubble club podcast stay tuned after the strip break Alright, so Cyberpunk 2077, the big game that's been getting made for for like eight years now. It got released, uh, I think, I believe in December. I'm not sure if we even talked about this for a little bit in their last thing, in their last episode or not, but it came out and it's a pretty good game. Like I've seen some gameplay of it. It's a really great looking game, but there's a lot of bugs. So the question with all this bugs is like, should they be waiting for um for them to be? crisping up the game a bit more like should they wait is this it was announced in may 2012 so it was over like eight years it got announced before the game came out so do you think they should have announced that beforehand or what like should they like should they waited to announce it or when they did announce it right and they had to get going right but they realized oh this game's buggy should have waited even longer delayed the game again for it to come out and fix all the bugs but it's a great game still, I will say that, but it's unplayable on some platforms. Like, for instance, it came out on the PS4. Uh, yeah, you don't want to play on the PS4. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my question to you, Evan, is um, do you think we should have waited even longer for the game for them to fix the bugs? Or do you think they should have just announced it later? Or what do you think about this in terms of the bugs and everything? They definitely should have waited to fix the bugs. Um, obviously, all games have some sort of bugs, some sort of glitch. Although, with modern day games, they're much less prevalent, so having a game release that has a ton of bugs in it, and it's, like, not even hard to find the bugs, because that's another thing, like, when you have glitches and stuff, they're usually hard to find in games in 2021, uh, or I guess this one released in 2020 at the very end of the year. So, the the fact that the, this... This is what I don't understand. <laughs> they started working on this in... Or they announced it in 2012. It's 2000. Yeah, it could have been announced even before. Yeah. Like, it's a really big game, though. Like, it's a massive game. Like, you can customize everything about your character. Mm -hmm. And I mean everything. Okay. Like, literally things you don't even imagine customized. And you can the customize this game. <laughs> the thing is, I would much rather have to... Like, for example, with 3D World and Bowser's Fury... 
I'd much rather have to wait till next year for it, even though I really hope it comes next <laughs> on Friday. But I'd rather wait till next year for it than have to um endure a bunch of bugs and the game just not working at all. Because no one likes that. It's not fun for anyone. And it's just... it's. It doesn't put a good reputation on the game itself, a game that has potential, a game that could be uh, pretty popular. If it's got a bunch of bugs in it, no one's going to buy it, and no one's going to have a good uh, perception of the game or the company that made it. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Now, like, I I'm just curious, Boom. Did they know that there were this many bugs in it when they decided to release it? Yeah, they kind of did, but the issue was was that they already delayed it. Like it was supposed to release in May 2020, and before that, it was supposed to release in like 2019. They kept trying. This game was really huge. It's by CD Day uh, Project Red, which is kind of like an indie company. It's not like a big company like Valve, let's say, or Epic. It's not. It's a bit of a smaller one. Like it's a bit more of an indie company. But this game was huge. Like I'm telling you, huge. Like I think it has like hundreds of hours of gameplay. The graphics are amazing. Like, if you look at the graphics, I'm not sure if you have or not. It's, it's great graphics. Gr a lot of really cool things in it. And, um, but, like, you need a really good computer to play. Like, you know, like, that new, like, um, uh, graphics card, like the NVIDIA, uh, 3090 GTX or whatever. That was, like, the recommended card for it. And that was a brand new card. Like, you really do need for this thing a lot of computer so wow. it's such an advanced game right and um i, I would have been like okay there was most likely to be some bugs in the beginning, even if they had more time to polish it out but yeah, like there are always going to be some I'm, bugs in big games like and that. like people were also really pressuring to release it like people were harassing the people like there was death threats sometimes for the like the people here like people literally showed up to their offices which i don't think is okay which is probably why they released it when they did <laughs> but in my opinion if they wanted to solve all of this they should have waited before the game. They should have waited until the game is completely ready, and then they should have announced it. Who cares about the leaks? So I'm just my opinion. Like my question for you now is, how long do you think a, game, a community should wait until a game comes out? Three years, ten years? When do you think they should announce it along the development cycle? My bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think that for sure announcing it. Uh. Eight years before it comes out is an issue. Now, <laughs> it's fine if you're working on it for like seven years or six, and then you announce it a couple years before. But announcing it eight years before and having people wait that long, I mean, personally, what I'd think about that is I just kind of lose interest. Um, like, or even there are people who like, they're in, like, a completely different stage of life at that point, so they don't even have time to get it or play it or anything. Yeah, so, some gamers have literally heard the announcement, were waiting so excitedly for it, but then died before they could play it. Wow, that is Like, quite... probably millions of people have died when just waiting for this game. Like, yeah. That's kind of sucky to say, but, like... And, you know, yeah, yeah, that's just... just all the about, the you thing know is, I mean? how many, like, old people are gamers? <laughs> Not much. There are a lot of them are young actually who did die. Like, but still, like you know, just oh. statistically speaking, like even young people they will die sometimes, right? Like, yeah, they can die from like no one's immune, right? So, which is quite unfortunate because many of them will probably love to play the game, you know. Yeah. So yeah, like that's the thing. You, 
you build up a fan base and then that fan base like a lot of that fan base is already moved on by the point the game comes out that's an issue <laughs> that's definitely an issue um so how long do you need how long should you wait for a game as yeah for if it's um i guess like a series game uh and the company's thinking about making another one like it doesn't really matter how long it is in between obviously fans might always want a new game um but it it can take as long as necessary it's not fine <laughs> to announce a game way in advance before you're actually planning to release it uh in my opinion because uh from a business standpoint um and i'm also not super like big on business or anything so i'm I, i'm not exactly sure but it doesn't seem like a smart move to me <laughs> and uh yeah that's just like one side of it you also have a fan base that doesn't actually some never actually get to play the game like we just said so if it was like mario odyssey 2 i'm obviously waiting for if nintendo announces mario odyssey 2 next week i would hope it comes out sometime next year possibly very early 2023 i'm not expecting it to come out in 2030 <laughs> If, um, but if they don't announce it, you know, I'm just waiting for an announcement, right? And I'm fine if they don't announce anything. That's kind of what I think about how long it's, like, fine to wait for a game. And then sometimes series and en series ends and stuff like that. That's just my take. Yeah. What do you think, Boom? I mean, Nintendo, as you said, like, I feel like Nintendo's been doing a, does a really good job at not announcing the game too early, but not, like, too late either. Like, a lot of times, leakers hear it first, right? Some people are like, oh, leaks are happening, right? Like, well, Super Mario 3, uh, 3D... Accurate, um, no, no, the leaks are not... But, like, they're leaks. Like, so, you know, like, doesn't really matter, right? Like, leaks, let them do their own thing, right? That's probably the best announcement you can do with when you're still developing the game, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think... I think, honestly, if I... I think you should pretty much fully develop the game. Then, when you announce it, you start ironing out clinks until release date. Because a lot of games... Like, for instance, No um, uh, Man's Sky, right? That game, there's so many promises and everything. And when they got, they got released, uh, it was a big disappointment for a lot of people, right? And I think this was the same with Cyberpunk 2077. So you need to be careful when you announce these games. And when you do, know, although how bad the community was, like, the community for Cyberpunk 2077, they were getting really bad at the end. Like, they were tired of waiting there. It was like an angry mob, you know what I mean? Like, they were ready to storm the... Uh, the office, just like what they did with the U.S. Capitol, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm sorry, guys, no apologies. I feel like some people would, joke. like, just be more mad than anything, though, wouldn't they? Because they had to like, wait so long? Some people, but then the issue is that some people got mad but waiting so long, right? But then some people, then people get mad that once they got the game, since they're like, okay, fine, here's the game, quick, quick, quick. And the bugs they complain about, right? Right. But, so I think the easiest way to fix this was just to, you know, wait to announce it, because... Although it's, it's good to get some hype, you know, early on, you still gotta be very careful with what, how you do that, you know what I mean? So that you don't cause any issues with anything. Like, for instance, Hytale got announced in December 2018. That's a game by Hypixel, which is the Minecraft server. It's most likely released in 2021, which is actually good, like, but they were developing this. Like, I remember hearing about it, kind of, it was a bit more of leaks back then, right? But that was back in, like, I think 2014, no, 2015, I'd say, actually. I think that was when the Minecraft was at the peak when they started developing it, kind of. Because that was after they had a few solid years of like kind of being in my, like a Minecraft server, right? Um, so they only announced, and they announced after like three years of developing it. And it was when they did, like when they did, like mention it, 
they never really mentioned the release date, which uh, I still feel like it was a bit too early for them to do it three years, but it was better than Cyberpunk, you know what I mean? So I think that you shouldn't be waiting for too long for games because although one of the topics is how long should a community wait until a game comes out? I don't think it should be long, unless, as you said, it was like a sequel for a game. Like, sequels? I can be like, yeah, that makes sense. You have to be patient for those. Like, well, I want people to know they're not going to, like, Mar- like Nintendo, they're most likely not going to just stop the Mario series with what they have, like the 2D Marios. They're going to make more. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're not going to announce it. So, like, you know, it's not like a big wait, do you know what I mean? But when they do, I think it should be within a year they try to release this game. Yeah. And from a business standpoint, that's probably also a lot smarter. Anyways, do you have yeah. any uh, last comments about Cyberpunk Boom? No, I mean, it's a, if you have some extra money and you're fine with some glitches and you're an adult, I wouldn't suggest playing this if you're younger than an adult, to be honest. Uh, but, um, like, I haven't played it yet, but I've seen some gameplay, which is, like, all PG gameplay, which is what I'm fine with as a teenager. But um, if you want to, pick it up. I would suggest maybe picking it up. Maybe wait a little bit to see if they have any bugs fixes if you don't like the bugs. But some people like the bugs. They find it funny. I don't know why, but yeah, um, yeah. So I thank you guys all for listening to the podcast. Uh, this is the Bubble Club podcast. This is Boom, um, and Evan. I'll let you go to the outro. Yeah, so I am super excited for this next week with Bowser's Fury coming out. Don't worry, next podcast we're gonna hit you with all the new information. My thoughts, especially. I don't know if Boom's planning on getting the game. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. We're going to come out strong with the Bowser's Fury content. I'm super excited for that. But uh, other than that, thank you so much for watching this episode of the Bobble Club Podcast with me and BoomBQ. We will be back in another couple weeks with another episode for you guys. Um, again, premieres on my YouTube channel, uh, which is EEVAN1010. 10, 10 is 10. Uh, you can find it at tinyurl.com slash EEVAN10-YT. It premieres every uh, every other Sunday at 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And yeah, that's about it. You can go follow me uh, and BoomBQ over on Twitch. And you can sub to Boom on YouTube. Uh, that's all we have. Don't forget to share the podcast. Uh, but we will see you in a couple weeks. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube at tinyurl.com slash eevan10-yt. You can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash eevan10. And don't forget to go follow BoomBQ on YouTube.